Yeah, so this is, uh, this is uh, Bordeaux Diaries. It's a bit obvious, but do you want to tell us where you are? I'm in Bordeaux, Matthew. This is Bordeaux Diaries, a year in the life of DMU student Callum Taylor as he studies drama in France and in French. Hello Callum, this is a special episode isn't it because we're actually in the same studio rather than you being in France and me being in England. Or are we? The listeners will never know. <laughs> no, I am. Everyone, I've given up. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm here in England. Yep, you're here because you've been here since Christmas over the holidays, as we heard in the last episode, episode nine, and Elodie was coming for Christmas Day, your French girlfriend, who you've been going out with for how long now? I don't know. Um... It's not very long, really, is it, though? Like three months, maybe? Four, just? That's quite a big deal to come and... I mean, I think it's quite a big deal to do Christmas with someone else's family anyway, but yeah. when you've only been going out four months and the family speak a different language, do you? Yeah. Well, that's pretty big. How did that go? Yeah, it went way better than I thought it was going to go, to be honest. I thought, right, I'll, I'll let her come for, like, a week. She can enjoy, like, England for, like, a week, and then I'll send her back. Um... <laughs> But to be honest, I wanted her to stay longer in the end. It's nice. Oh, that's nice. So she got on well with your family, did she? Yeah, annoyingly so. Like every day, mum or dad will be like, uh, "Oh, so Callum, how's Elodie? Have you spoken to Elodie today? Like, leave me alone. You wouldn't ask me about any other person." And be like, "I'll say to them, I'll say, oh, why, why are you bothered?'" And they'll be like, "Oh, Elodie's just a lovely girl." That's but, nice, isn't it? Yeah, that's I suppose a good thing. it's nice. Yeah, she is a lovely girl. So yeah. But, you know, sometimes when parents care, it just gets annoying. But better than not caring at all, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, it is. Surely you can relate to that. Oh, have you done this? I'm only saying it because I care. Well, I know you care, but don't tell me about it. Do you know? <laughs> no, oh. no, I don't get that. Maybe, I think it's quite nice when people care about, about you. Yeah. Okay, so when did she come over for Christmas? You, well, um, she came back with me and my dad because my dad came to visit on the 19th of December. And you, the three of you, drove back no, to England? No, 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 no. In the end, dad flew uh, oh, to okay. France for a few days. Um, and he's really good at French and it's really annoying because I didn't know. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's so annoying. I'm like, French is my thing, back off. But no, he's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Better than you? No. God, oh, come on, Matt. Yeah, I was going to say, well, better you've been than there me. for months oh. now. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, so we, we flew, we, then we all flew back together to England. And yeah, yeah, it was, she, she found, one, the first thing she said when she got off the plane was there was a Ben and Jerry's machine um, in the, where you pick up the baggage. And she couldn't believe it took a photo of it. Like, you can just get Ben and Jerry's from machines. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, but they're not that common, but you can. Yeah. And then she said that all the road signs were really like angry like keep your distance do not drink and drive like whereas in france apparently it'd be like drinking and driving is a bad idea you probably shouldn't do it <laughs> she just found them all hilarious and then she keeps shouting like stop because it's a stop sign like, pretty bizarre she enjoys england then yes she enjoyed england i introduced her to a medicinal spirit and energy drink drink which sounds like Bager Bomb, and she enjoyed Bager Bombs, <laughs> uh, which is quite a student English student thing. But she liked them, so yeah. I gave her a peanut butter sandwich, which she enjoyed. 
and oh, a pint of milk. Went down nicely. Yeah, so she's enjoying all the English cuisine after you've been there and had so much lovely French food. She yeah. gets a peanut butter sandwich and a glass of milk. Yep. Has <laughs> <laughs> she enjoyed fish and chips as well? Oh, good, right. That's a proper yeah. classic English I did all dish. Right. So she got on with your family then. There wasn't a language barrier with your dad because he's a lot better at French than you realised. Well, he didn't speak French with Elodie in England. He did oh, okay. in France. He said to her, like, I'll speak to you in French in France and English in England. But, like, Elodie can be <laughs> quite shy with English with people, as you can imagine, like, as you can expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, so everyone thought she was lovely because she was just quite quiet and polite to start with. And eventually she opened her shell a bit. But I don't. That's, that must be why they think she's so nice because... She's not. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, we established in the last episode that she doesn't listen to this, so you can say what you like. Yeah, but then she liked something related to it, so I'm a bit worried that maybe maybe, maybe, maybe she knows far listening. more about me than she's admitted. Yeah, well, it's a good way to kind of keep tabs on you, really, isn't it? Well, that's what I thought for all my friends out there who don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do. You all do. <laughs> all two of you. All two of you. <laughs> Yeah, no, mum, mum got on with her as well, said she's lovely. Um, she we didn't see mum as much as we saw dad, so she, they didn't, like, oh, for God's sake. Basically, <laughs> mum and mum's significant other, uh, they um, they love rock and roll dancing. They go, like, three times a week. Hang on, so, what's rock and roll dancing? You know, like, 80s, like, themed, where they wear the special dresses and stuff, and they do, like, the special dancing for rock and roll. It's different to, like, rock. It's, like, a type of dancing. Yeah, they go to all these rock and roll dances, um, so they're obsessed with it. It's like their religion, so they always try and evangelise people with their dancing. So then, what did they try? Elodie was like, oh yes, I like rock and roll. And they were like, oh great, come and try this dancing. So I just had to sit there watching my, my mum teach my girlfriend dancing, which was horrific. Surely you should have been Elodie's partner. No, I hate it. I hate that great rock and roll. You know when your parents love something, you just want to not like it, and it's not that great anyway. I think I'm. It's partly the fact that you actually don't like it, and partly a rebellious. Yeah, me. I'm a, I'm a rebel. But Elodie likes that. Elodie liked it, and she was pretty good as well. So anyway, Christmas uh, in France, they have the French people. They have like uh, a lot of families make these little villages, like tiny little. Uh, Christmassy villages, like model villages. Oh, models. Okay. Yeah, yeah, models. <laughs> <laughs> they just go and build a village for Christmas. So they've got like re- weird LED lights and stuff, and they they make they get like um cotton wool like and make like a snowy scene and put these weird houses on, and they collect them each year. They buy a new thing. That's they make these cool. little Christmas scenes. Not yeah. like so. It's like a much bigger version of a nativity scene. Well, it's like a non-religious version of a nativity scene. Yeah. Oh, right. Which is it's kind of bizarre. I'd never seen anything like that before. And, and that's also, really commonplace. Yeah, I think so. I haven't been to loads of people's houses, but everyone's house I've been to. And also, I don't know if, if this is just Valerie and Philippe, but they leave a pair of slippers under the Christmas tree for when Father Christmas arrives. That's really nice. Yeah. That's really caring. Mm-hmm. Santa might have cold feet. He's been out there. Give him some slippers. Some nice, nice warm feet. Did you make a little village? No. Oh. I helped Valerie decide on what to add to the village. Uh, she already had a bakery in the church and a normal house. I think we got a carousel in the end. Oh, right. But thankfully it didn't make any music. Are there any English Christmas traditions that Elodie thought were really weird when she came here? Um, I mean, bearing in mind she thinks Ben and Jerry's ice cream machines are weird. I mean, she didn't. we didn't talk that much, to be honest with you. What? <laughs> yeah, like... We, well, yeah. Elodie came over for a week to see you and your family <laughs> at Christmas. 
and you didn't really talk to her. Oh yeah, she was talking to my family and people, and I think I, I kind of let her go to speak to English people all the time. So we spoke, obviously spoke a bit, but I don't know what what did she find weird about? Well, snow. It snowed on Boxing Day, which was really magical for her. Anyway, it was well, not that it wasn't magical for me, but <laughs> it was really nice for her because it was her first time on a plane, her first time in England, her first Christmas away from home, and it snowed. So. And nice. she's never seen snow? Did no, she, she snow had, but not down? around Christmas, I don't think. Oh, right, it's her first kind of white Christmas. Yeah, even though it's Boxing Day, but never mind. Yeah, it's still in the 12 days, isn't it? Yeah. Who else did she meet then? Did she meet your friends? Or? Yes, I uh, went to the pub. I think Elodie must be convinced that my entire social life at my hometown revolves around the local Weatherspoons. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go in many other places. Um, but no, that's where I introduced her to Jaeger bombs, gin and bitter lemon. I mean, Bager bombs, <laughs> gin and bitter lemon. Well, previously we've talked quite a bit about parties and stuff, and you always say they only play English music and what you consider to be incredibly uncool English music. Oh well, I, I went to a proper French party now. That oh god, yeah, it was horrific. They're listening to "I'm a Barbie Girl in a Barbie World." Um, and it was uh, horrific. It was like the end of term. Everyone's been doing so much work at uni. And the, this might not seem like a big deal to most of you, but there were French people drinking out of the bottle of wine. Like, French people, if there's any kind of person that's going to drink wine out of a wine glass, it's the French. They've got class. And, yeah, yeah. well, you'd think they did. Also, same, same, get right, so... Oh, God, this is horrific. You know the Rink Noid song, Another Brick in the Wall? Look, Can I you, say Pink Floyd? Yeah, it's a music station. <laughs> what? Oh yes, of course. Oh, it's it's um, yeah, Pink, Some, Pink sometimes Floyd. Sometimes we have to avoid brand names like like Rabi. <laughs> Again, Barbie Girl is a song, so we're allowed oh, yeah, to say it's that. Oh yeah, a song. Barbie Girl. Um, so listen to Pink Floyd. Another brick in the wall came on, and I was like, oh, this is a redeeming song. This French girl who uh, had the bottle of wine in her hand, which had really destroyed the magical French, like, cultural, like, image I had, was singing, All in all, it's just uh, another kick in the wall, like, <laughs> kick the air really hard. And I was, I was like, uh, excuse me, it's brick in the wall. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, that's what I said, brick. I was like, well, why did you make a kicking motion? And she was like, oh, je ne comprends pas les anglais. What's that mean? I don't understand the English. Oh, which right. is just her way of getting out of the fact that she was really drunk and said another kick in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> they just got really weird. Like at one point, a really like a, a slow like lovey song came on, and like the people started like um, dancing with each other like really slow, like really romantically as a joke. And then Elodie gets up and is like, "Oh, Callum, come and dance with me." And I was looking around like this will be the only serious slow dance in the room. Um, I'm not feeling comfortable with this. I was like, "Yeah, right, okay, I don't really want to." Did it anyway for a little bit. It just felt really awkward. Mm. Went out and then she got really mardy with me, but mardy like grumpy with me about it. Like it was annoying, and I tried to explain to her, but she didn't really get it. Then oh, someone owed me five pound. This girl, so she put it down Elodie's top, like down her bra, and then she was like, "Get it out with your teeth." I was like, "No," <laughs> but I did in the end. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, it's just a bit weird that they wanted me to collect my debts with my teeth near her breasts I hope she doesn't listen to this <laughs> so are you looking forward to going back to France yes and no everything's 
Oh, everything's much easier here, just like talking to people, getting a coat dry cleaned and things is easier. Whereas in, you know, but I miss people in France and I miss, like, not improving at French at the minute because I've been in England speaking English. Mm. I'm pretty sure my French might have suffered a little bit, which I'm really uncomfortable about. Really? Even though it's only been, I don't know, three weeks, has it? Yeah, but it's just the fact that I'm speaking it every day all the time and then suddenly nothing. Really. Yeah. Even though I could I spoke a bit of French the other day, but when you, unless it's just me and her, it's like it's a bit rude if I speak in French in front of all English people, but I did a bit anyway. Quite a good way to have a secret conversation. Though. Yeah, it did work out quite useful in that respect. Like, I don't like that one over there with the brown hair. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening and you've got brown hair, I probably don't like you. <laughs> no, it's not true. So, I have blonde hair, just in case you wonder. I've been doing loads of work on my maquette. Oh, yeah. Because I've got my exam on Monday. Remind me which one's Tuesday? maquette. Is that the one where you have to make a the scale th- model yeah, of the Yeah, make the theatre. Now that I've done that bit, though, I've got to, like, make it look sort of real. So I've put wallpaper in and stuff and, like, carpet and, like, spray-painted all these little paper chairs to, like, wood. Yeah. It's like a proper doll's house. And I've been superimposing a Charlotte Rampling and, and like, um, Brian Blessed and other people's faces <laughs> to little models. Um, wow. I, can you send me some pictures of that? I'm I surely like can. I might have some with me. Well, I'm on the USB. No, I've not, but I will do. It's pretty easy for they're all on my laptop. Yeah, they're so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to see that. That must look quite psychotic for someone to walk in and find that you've made a scale model of a theatre with Brian Blessed in it. <laughs> yeah, the worst thing about it is all the women that I've got have all got the same body, so I just put their head on this body, and all the men as well. So I've got like Brian Blessed on like a. 23 year old's body but it's so tiny so on the actual uh, digital copy you'll be able to see it really well mm. but when it's printed out this tiny size hopefully it won't be too terrible so what are they just cardboard cutouts at the minute it's just paper and but then yeah there'll be but most of the time yeah that, um, so you've got little paper dolls of brian blessed yes Lindsay lohan theater. charlotte rampling helena helena bonham carter are they the actors or are they yeah. just the audience? They're the actors. And then there's some... Um, Pretty all-star cast then. Yeah. Well, I got some actors just by typing in Rada actor headshot and just used ones who I thought fitted the roles. So I don't really know their names. Okay. But I should. Well, you should have used this as your kind of Christmas village thing. Put a bit of tinsel in there. Put Brian Blessed as Father Christmas. Yeah. I mm. think I'm pretty sure he has played Father Christmas quite a few times. If he hasn't, he should. He should. Brian, if you're listening. <laughs> Every opportunity you get, you do that. I like to think... Just because one day you're hoping they're going to get like a little message in, this is Brian, bless it. <laughs> I'd like that. Okay, on a more serious note, the um, there's been a lot of news about France very recently because mm-hmm. the satirical magazine, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, just Char- just say Charlie Hebdo, that's fine. Charlie Hebdo. At the point of recording, what we know is that several suspected Islamic extremists broke into the offices of this magazine and killed 12 people. One of them, I believe today, has handed himself in. Really? Yeah, I think just that. before we started recording this. How... How is it, seeing the reaction to that in the country that you've been calling home for the last few months... Yet you're here in England. Is it very strange? Do you feel quite abstracted from it? Or does it really kind of 
hurt you in the way that a terrorist attack on England would. No, no, not the same. Um, for example, on um, social media, uh, everyone has been changing their profile pictures to Je suis Charlie, like to say, yeah. you know, to relate to it, kind of that sort of thing. Uh, well, not everyone has. Some of my classmates are Je ne suis pas Charlie, which I'm not Charlie, which is a bit, I'll go into that later, maybe. But um, Je suis Charlie, so, and I don't know all. Would it really be acceptable for me to do that? Do you know what I mean? Um, is that allowed? Because I'm not French, but... So they're putting up this picture to show solidarity with the satirical magazine, which I think... And the victims. At this point, um, they suspect that it was motivated by the fact that they will, they printed some cartoons of the Prophet Muhammad. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite an edgy, it's quite an edgy um, satirical newspaper as far as I'm aware, like... Have you ever read it? Were you aware of it before no, this? No, I wasn't, no, unfortunately. Oh, okay. um, but, I mean, from what I've translated over social media, um, from what people, like my classmates, have said and things, is that, like, some people have said, oh, well, one person was sort of like, it's racist, um, the, the paper's racist and homophobic and Islamophobic, so not this, what did you expect, but, like, yes, it's terrible, but really... It was racist, so you know, whatever. Which uh, to say that, like right now, is quite a very controversial. Yeah, and in um, you know, it's not nice. It's insensitive, really. Um, but everyone, you know, everyone else said, "Oh, well, it's, it was done in humour. It was done. It's it's in humour. You know, it might be maybe now and then you could say it was bad taste, but it's never. It was never. They were never seriously." you know, homophobic or anything like that. So it sparked a bit of a debate amongst your French friends yeah, about definitely. the ethics of the paper itself. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously when something like this happens, unfortunately everyone has to have an opinion, which, and maybe not unfortunately, but sometimes you get opinions that really you don't want to hear. Or that are ill-thought-out. Ill-thought-out, yeah. Especially with social media being so quick. Yeah. It's a, there were some unfortunate posts that I saw. So you haven't engaged that much with it then because you're unsure if your outsider status as an English student perhaps means you shouldn't, you don't have the right to comment in the same way as they do? Yeah, I don't want to make it look like I'm jumping on a bandwagon of solidarity that I'm not, that I'm emotionally not engaged with in the same extent that they, to the same extent that they are. I mean, I shared like a little thing which are really, really, um, two actual, two pertinent sort of uh, things that I saw that really, made me one made me shiver it one absolutely made me shiver and the other one was a really quite clever cartoon that i saw as well which was a guy with a gun and then um a, a guy with newspaper around him who was on the floor presumably dead and it said he drew first so yeah just little things like that i didn't to say that i appreciate what's happening but i don't it doesn't necessarily not appreciate what's happening uh, my thoughts are go out to France in general. You're aware of it and yeah. you've gently indicated what your opinion is, which is obviously that this is an awful atrocity. Yeah, and I think to be gentle at a time, uh, right now is quite important. Mm. I mean, the most what's worrying for me is that there's st- some of them are still at large. Like That's not normal for situations like this. Usually there's a showdown of some kind and they, uh, generally speaking they end up dead or shoot themselves but th- they're still at large a lot, you know, so yeah, that's I, worrying. I think again at the time of recording yeah, yeah. Uh, the One's context been. might have been might be completely different when this is broadcast, but yeah, um, at the moment I believe two of the gunmen two. are currently at large. Are your French friends worried about that? I mean, I know Paris and Bordeaux. There's quite a distance between them, but 
maybe they have family in Paris. Is there mm. concern about that or is there a lot of anger and a determination to catch them? To be honest, not that I've seen. It's more been uh, a pr- surprisingly like a protection of the freedom of the press. Do you know what I mean? Like, Okay, so that's been more of the debate. Yeah, that I've seen on, on social media anyway and spoken to Elodie about mm. uh, is the fact that they're trying to scare people into... Well, that that people maybe would feel scared to um, publish things and not publish things that they would have before this attack when actually everyone's rallied together and is standing up when they were trying to bring France to its kind of knees in in, in the French media to its knees anyway. So I think France has reacted far better than anyone would have expected, which is great. Better in that it has kind of shown... It's kind of that um, that war mentality that brings people together. Almost they're united against this atrocity. Yeah, they're, they're more. It's not that they're united against um, what happened. Obviously, it's wrong, but they're not. They're not it's not like one one two wrongs make a right. That's not what's. They're not sort of saying, "Oh, we need to get them back" or anything like that. It's more. It's more. They're trying to do this. We can't let that happen. Okay. Which is one of the which is such a positive perspective to have. Obviously, this isn't everyone. This is my view of what I've seen from the people I know in France. Exactly. Do you wish that maybe you were in France at the moment to see the atmosphere and to experience what it's like, or do you feel maybe it's appropriate that you're not there at the moment? I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I saw a uh, uh, pictures that some of my friends have posted where everyone got together in in downtown well, downtown in the center of bordeaux and mm. uh showed solidarity for what was happening um what had happened and i would have loved to have been a part of that you know yeah. don't mean to sound selfish but that's to be not part of history but something so raw and emotional and and real to be a part of that would have been good but at the same time I didn't deserve to. I don't deserve to be there. As, do you see what I mean? It's not. Yeah, you don't want. So it's to... kind of befitting the way it's worked out. Works well. Yeah. Works fine. Good. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Perhaps in the next few weeks, uh, as much as this doesn't quite follow the usual light-hearted nature of the program. No. I think you will be in a very unique vantage point to see what's happening. Yeah, and it'd be inexcusable not to. At least like um admit that this is happening to ignore it would have been wrong exactly and i think that's a good point to end on in that we are having a conversation about it we wouldn't usually have had a conversation about it and that's what you think the positive outcome is of the whole event is as much as it's awful people are talking about it in an intelligent and interesting way exactly